Quantity Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Quantity Radio. I am your host, Big Quan, and today we have a very special guest. As always, we have the very special Monica from hey. the Good Leaf. How you doing today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm feeling bubbly. I'm feeling feeling vibrational. <laughs> Take a little something smoke. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I wish I did have an edible last night, but we're going to get into that for sure. Edibles are scary. I cannot do an edible. No? I am, I, anybody that takes edibles, I'm like, well, you're wild. <laughs> you are beyond. Like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I am afraid. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. We are definitely going to get into edibles for sure. Um, I'm excited about this episode. We got some announcements, um, so I'm excited about that. And I want to start off with how has your 2024 four been going so far I know we're only a few weeks in but how has it been going so far for you it's been hectic I feel like I've had maybe 27 breakdowns oh okay we are (laughs) we are 27 days in (laughs) (laughs) and like but everything's been happy again like there's a lot of things happening so I'm super excited I'm feel very blessed even though I'm having a few breakdowns but they're good breakdowns Mm -hmm. very excited about a few things that's coming up so I'm just like ready for it I'm ready for 2024 I think it's gonna be an epic year I've been saying this to everybody like it's the energy Mm -hmm. feels different Mm -hmm. I was ready for 2023 yeah I was I was kind of like over I'm like okay let's see what 2024 has in store and it's like you're ready to take on the world it's like let's do this it's like a whole bunch of opportunities coming up a whole bunch of good things coming up I just like you said the atmosphere just feels different like it's we're we're ready to take over so I'm excited for you and at least you're having good breakdowns you know you're like probably stressing (laughs) about what's the good things are about to happen you know make sure everything's in preparation things like that so that is a good thing yes yes like crying all the time yeah which you is know. good, which is good. <laughs> so I want to start off with an icebreaker question. Um, okay. I didn't do it on my last episode, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do an icebreaker. Okay. So, you know, I kind of, I, I like don't know how to date. shuffle, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I pull out a card from here and I ask a question and then you answer and then I hand you the deck and you pick out a card for me. Okay. And uh, I'll answer the question as well. All right. So. Let's see. I'm going to pull from the middle. And these are from um, tonight's conversations um, card deck. So let's see. Um, Well, this was random. Okay, so describe your current relationship with your exes. Non-existent. Non-existent. (laughs) That is a perfect answer. Exes for a reason. Okay. For sure. Okay, so that was pretty quick and simple. Why should we get a hard card? All right. Like, this is my game. Okay, oh I'm going to shuffle it. Here we go. Shuffle it. Do a good one. Here we go, y'all. Okay. Ready? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> when you look in the mirror, what kind of person do you see? That was a deep one. Wow. Mine was wow, easy. I know. Mine I'm was like, easy. Do you, want me, do you want me to read that again? That was hard. Uh, that was deep. Okay. When I, when I look in the mirror, what kind of person do I see? Um, wow. Um, I see a caring individual. I see a determined determination. 
I see a soft person. I see, um, what else do I see? Um, <laughs> I see someone that's going after what she deserves because I haven't always felt as if I was worthy sometimes. Not from other people, but for myself. Because I'm so super hard on myself. So I'm kind of like a perfectionist a little bit. But I have to like sit back and realize like you don't have to be like that. And that you can you can go after everything you want. And you'd also deserve everything that you desire. Yes. So that's that's what I see when I look I in the that. mirror. I love that. So your profession was hard. I, I love your answer. Damn. I love that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So... We got that out the way. We got our icebreakers out the way. So we're going to start with our questions. Um, so are you born and raised in Stockton? I was actually born in Long Beach, California. Oh, shout out to the LBC. Yeah. And my parents actually, my parents got married there. And my mom was actually from Stockton. Mm-hmm. And she got her, she was arranged marriage with my dad. Okay. So she went to move to Long Beach, where I was born. Mm-hmm. And when I was about like, Four or five, they moved back to Stockton to be with my mom's side of the family. And ever since then, I've lived in Stockton. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a, a good little backstory right there. Um, do you go back to Long Beach and visit? or Here and there. Um, I wish I could visit a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. My dad's side of the family is actually in Long Beach, L.A. area. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of, like, donor shops. And that's what they oh, did. Oh, wow. They moved to Lodi, Stockton area. Mm-hmm. Opened a, a donut shop in Lodi, and they were open for like twenty plus years. Wow, amazing! Yeah. So entrepreneurship was already in her bloodline. It's you hear me? Through. <laughs> it's in you. So I want you to give like a quick backstory to everyone, the listeners, the viewers, on who you are. Like, who who is Monica okay. as a person, um, as a wife, as a mother? Um, just describe yourself. Okay. Well. It's okay. <laughs> <coughs> I was it's like, fine. man, I like felt like I needed to cough. But a backstory of me. So, again, my parents owned a donut shop for 20-plus years. And mm. that's kind of where everything started. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just never knew how or what I was going to be. Everybody thought I was going to own a donut shop. And I hated the donut shop. No. Why did you hate the donut shop? It was just, like, something so repetitive that you saw every day. Like, mm. I loved seeing my parents have their own business, but I saw how much time it took away from them. And as a kid, I have a younger sister. They never had the time for us. Yeah. They were working so much. And when I was younger, it felt like a lot of resentment because they didn't have so much time for us mm. because they were working so much, you mm. know. And as a parent now, I completely understand, but – I always knew, like, even though I resented them, I always, not resented them, but resented the donut shop and how busy and how much it took from them. Mm. I always still wanted to be an entrepreneur, have my own business. And when I got older, I actually went into fashion design. Oh, wow. My grandma used to sew, like, my Halloween costumes, and that's where my creative spin really came to life. Mm. I always knew I was this creative person. I really had, like, I loved painting. I loved making stuff. So I actually went to um, the Fashion Design Academy of Design Technology in Sacramento. Okay. And I actually went into, like, fashion design, and I wanted to be, like, this huge fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And I can see from LA. that outfit, thank girl. You, you put you. that together. Thank you. <laughs> and I went to be this huge fashion designer and moved to L.A., you know, the whole dream and things like that. Obviously ended up not happening. 
Mm-hmm. I actually left college, and I loved the college experience. I was the youngest to be part of Sacramento Fashion Week. Wow. But then, like, after college, I was like, what is there? Yeah. I'm not going to be able to move to L.A. I think a lot of it was fear of having to move away. Obviously, I have, like, family over there and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. not super close where you feel like I can go live there. and Not like, comfortable kind of enough. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I don't have any money. I just got graduated from college. And after college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. And I think a lot of people feel that way. They go into school right after high school, right? And then they go into college right after. And a lot of people don't really know how to live off of school after it's over, right? So I ended up going to, like, part-time jobs and ended up working in retail for, like, five years Mm -hmm. as a manager. And I was like, okay, like, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. And I actually quit um, when I became – not quit when I became pregnant, but I remember – I was just, like, working day to day, and every morning, a paper would print out mm-hmm. for your daily task and stuff like that. And I looked at it, someone texted me, and I looked at my phone, he's like, oh my gosh, saw your name on there, congratulations, five years within the business. And I was like, damn, five felt, years. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. I was like, five years felt like two. Yeah. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, it goes you by know? so fast. Yes. Yeah. But then, we became pregnant, mm-hmm. and I was like, I see myself coming here, commuting all the way to the Bay Area oh, for so this yeah. full-time retail job mm-hmm. and just doing this for, like, five more years? Yeah. And I was like, no. So I told Joseph, my husband, I was like, because he was commuting back and forth from the Bay to New York in construction. Oh, okay. And he was done with his job, and we I feel like we were at this point that we want to change, mm. right? So ended up telling him about when I was on maternity leave. He came back from work. I cooked him dinner, and I was like, hey, this is crazy. This is what I'm about to present you right now is crazy, but what if we open the business in Denver? And he was like, delivery what? And mm-hmm. I was like, cannabis. He's like. And he was like, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've always used the idea of, like, how do we get into the, the industry, the mm-hmm. cannabis industry? Expensive. It's, you know, we don't know anything about it. You know, and I was like, well, I can research it. I can figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. So he was like, if you can figure it out, then, like, come Let's try it, it out. Yeah. So he would come back to work or come back home from work, and I would be on maternity leave. So I'm just like, at home all day. Nothing research. but time on yeah. your hands I'm like, research. okay, he's, this man is telling me, like, figure it out. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll figure it out. Ended up figuring it out. And when my um, I told my parents, and they actually were just selling their donut shop. Oh, and wow, then they okay. got a lump sum of money. And I was like, okay. They actually wanted to open a UPS store. Oh, okay. So they were like, okay, well, if you guys want to do that, then, like, let's invest into that. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then his grandma ended up moving from Tennessee all the way to California because all the babies were here. Mm-hmm. And she sold her house, and she was like, I have a little bit of money that I could invest in you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all started. Wow. So that was so important, like – to have that family support as well, yes. you know what I mean? Because some people, they don't have that, and they have to start from scratch, start yes. from the ground up. I mean, all your ideas already are from the ground up, but just having that financial support to support from right. your family for you to go after your dreams is so very important. So but I'm I'm yeah. glad that you had that. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of, like, and I don't know if I'm throwing anybody under the bus, but 
you would be surprised about the people who you thought would go, were going to be by your side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then not, especially like family members or friends. You know, yeah. you start something new, and you think that I feel like starting a business is almost like going into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what to expect, right? And when you find somebody, that's like your your new business, right? And then mm-hmm. you're super excited. You tell people, and they're just like here for it or they're not here for it. Or they want to wait and see. They want to wait and see type of, let me see if you're going to be successful first and then I'll support. Yes. But if it's genuine and the friendship is genuine and the family member really cares for you, it should already just be support just off of bat because they want you to be successful. Yes, and that's definitely not what you got Mm -hmm. when we first started, which is sad, but it also makes you feel like a stronger person. At first it was really sad. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I wish I had people who like that were going to be around me. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm glad, mm-hmm. you know, because it did make me a stronger person. And it made me feel like, okay, if I can go through this, I can go through anything. Because like, I, exactly. I don't need it. So it made me into a more mature person mm-hmm. that not everybody is going to be behind you, and that's okay. And and whoever is not behind you, the person just wasn't meant to go along on the on journey. The journey. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, okay, that's yeah. fine. So it's all part of the cycle, all part of life. Exactly. And it, people will be removed <laughs> as the seasons come. Seeds will move. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's get into the weed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's, let's go. Get into let's it. go. So, what influence has marijuana had in your life? Like, what made you say, let's start a weed delivery business? It could have been any, like you said, UPS store. It yes. could have been anything. anything. But why did you choose to get into the cannabis industry like what influence how did you start with weed were you smoking it as you grew up or tell me what's going on I've been a cannabis user for years and we never thought that we could be in the industry just Mm. because it looks huge from the outside Mm. when you go in it's a small industry of the same group of people it's just the big boys play a big game and they also have the big money behind them Mm. so it looks like a huge industry but when we first started, it was more so like, what's going to make it to where it's big money? Yeah. And what's going to excite us? Yeah. You know, when my parents presented the idea of opening a UPS store, I was like, okay, I'm going from retail five years to go into UPS. That's not what I want to do. What is something that we want to do? And we kind of figured, like, what interests us? Mm-hmm. And, like, smoking weed. <laughs> you know, like super simple. And I was like, yeah. how do we get into it? It's a new industry. It started, like it was legalized in two, uh, 2018. And I was like, what's the easiest way to get in? Mm-hmm. And it's delivery service. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's the cheapest way. It's definitely not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's definitely put us in debt. And it's, but it's also taught us a lot of things. And it's brought us into different rooms mm-hmm. that we would never have went, gotten into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got into the delivery service wanting to go into doing a retail, a dispensary, a brick and mortar. Okay. And going into it, we're like, that's not where to go. The retail aspect of it is so expensive mm-hmm. with the taxes that they put on us, with just like the building costs, the lease costs. That that's alone. Yeah. That's just that would mm-hmm. just like scare people. And we was like, there's so many other retailers opening up that have more money on their side than we do. Mm-hmm. So what's what's missing? And that was events. Yeah. And we have been seeing that events have been this black hole that nobody does here in the Valley specifically. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go to hotels. 
people go to San Francisco. Right. And a lot of people go back up. But in the valley gets so wide. Yeah. And it's like in the in-between type of places for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's your background <coughs> on marijuana right there. Do you have like a um a favorite strain of weed? I am kind of getting into more. Before, I used to be more of a candy girl. Anything sweet, sativa, just to, like, keep me up and, like, going. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more into a gassy type deal, um, more of the OG strains. Um, the blueberry is always a favorite. But I'm kind of playing around with my palate. I feel like when you get older, when you're, when you're younger, you know, like, you like the candy strains, the rainbow skittles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But now I'm kind of getting a little bit older and I like more of the gassy stuff. I love tasting mm. and smelling so many things. Yeah. <coughs> when I first started this, I never really was like, okay, smelling so much. Because you'd go to the dispensary and they would give you like three or four strains that like you could smell and stuff like that. And I would always tell them candy, anything yeah. sweet, anything sweet. But working as an owner and getting so many samples mm. and then like, I've been trying to, like, open up my palate. So I think I'm going into more of a gassier type strain. Mm. So what's the difference between the, like, the candy <coughs> and the gassier strain? Is like, does it give you more of a, um, a more of a high or? It depends, is on the, depends on the strain that you're smoking. And okay. a lot of people, they also look at the percentages, which is something that I think the industry really confused people on. People think, like, the higher the percentage, the more effed up you're gonna get the more higher you're gonna That's get what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really a between the terpenes okay. so when you're looking at the packaging on the back it should say total cannabinoids which is your total of everything on there and then it will say total of terpenes and the higher it is so it's like the highest you can get is probably like the highest you can get is like three percent and that sounds really bad right mm-hmm. not the highest you can get is three percent but you're really looking at the terpene levels okay. the percentages with THC yes it's important and then it'll also have like the Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like more of a like hybrid girl because I was smoking like back to back. I was smoking heavy. Like I always wanted hybrid because I felt like indica would like just put me down. Yes. Like don't phone is like off. I'm not hearing anything. And sativa was like I feel like I didn't get high enough. You yes. Know? Okay. So I was like I I like with the with balance. The yeah. Some indicas don't actually put me to sleep. Wow. There's one, um, and it's not an ad, but <laughs> there's only one company that does. He they usually just do indica, and it's, all, uh, it's called Permanent Holiday. Mm-hmm. And I would smoke it and be out, mm-hmm. literally on the couch, just like, and he would wake me up. And he's like, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. You got to make dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make some dinner. And huh? that's the only one that has every single time I've smoked it, it's like, knocks me out. Out for the count. Yes. Yeah. I cannot, I'm like, don't even. So if I had to go do something, I'm like, no, no that's Permanent it. Holiday. <laughs> this is this is it for the night. Like, yes. That's it. I'm not doing don't anything even else. Talk to me. Don't even call me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about edibles earlier, and you said you can like not do edibles. So like, what is the thing with edibles? Like, is it's it too bit, much? It's a little bit more concentrated. Okay. So edibles here and there are cool. Like um, when we first started, they were sending us samples. Mm. I got a sample of corn nuts, and I was like, yes, oh. <laughs> and. What? Those corn nuts were delicious. Yeah. But I didn't read the packaging. I think it's a more of reading. Yes, and direction edibles. And that was sure. something I was not doing. And I was just like popping them in. But when I read it, it was saying that you had to take ten, wait thirty minutes, 
That's and the thing have too. A day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta wait. I had like like fifteen of those because they're corn nuts. So you're just like oh eating them. God. And girl, yeah, no, that was on the floor. I, I was, I was on the floor, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta go. I was like, oh I can't be here anymore. Yeah. Ended up leaving. Um, and but edibles, I feel like they're just more concentrated. Mm-hmm. I think, I think edibles kind of scare me. But I think it's like about reading how much are you intaking and then waiting. Yeah. Actually the wait waiting. part because yes. you don't feel it. And no. it's like, I want more. Yes, you're like, I don't. And then you're fucked up. Exactly. So, yeah. There's an, there's another brand. It's not out of either. But. <laughs> it's all good. I should be. Um, but it's called Keith Sodas. And mm-hmm. they're just like like mixed drinks. It tastes like um, a Jack and Coke. Oh, but wow. But it just gives you that feeling that you're drinking, you mm-hmm. know. But it gives you that feeling that you're getting like a little buzz mm-hmm. from alcohol but you don't taste the marijuana hmm. yeah I it's mean, delicious yeah, so um we gonna talk after the show yes, about that exactly <laughs> because i want that because i feel like i can't really do um smoke inhalation anymore because of my lungs i'd be like <clears throat> i get like raspy throat and stuff yes. like that so i try to steer away from the smoke smoke part but i do that's why i do like taking edibles but i'll take like a little piece and i hate the waiting part i'm like damn it's like 30 minutes already like <laughs> And then it hits you when you least expect it. You're like yes. on the phone with your friend. Like, yeah, and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, it's like, kicking in. Sorry. I'm going to call you back. <laughs> I think so, that's what's so crazy yeah. now. I think the industry is changing. And there's so many different like different cannabis products that mm-hmm. people are not really aware of. Yeah. Like, people just initially think, like, it's just a smoking. It's just pre-rolls. It's just a flower. But oh, no. there's even, like, Listerine strips. Yeah. Listerine strips. There's like they're coming out with hard candies, mm-hmm. chocolate bars, obviously. But there's so many different things That's now crazy. that are out there that even I was like, Listerine strips. Yeah, I, I now want to try that. I'm like, how much milligrams is that? Is how dangerous? Strip? It? Yeah, and yes. it's soaking into your tongue, and so right, it's like it's gonna intake instant. right. And it, does it taste like mint? Will it give me that minty feeling? Yeah. I don't know. Fresh breath yes, and fresh high. Exactly. <laughs> We're spokespeople. Look, look. Okay. <laughs> they need to hire us. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, you got your delivery um, business started. So, what what was that process like? Like, everything getting up and running and having your first customers? How was that? <laughs> I, I got to hear it. Oh, man. So, the process mm-hmm. was intense. It was too much. Working with the city, they did not know anything. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it was a lot of training that I had to go through, but I would go to the city of Stockton. So you have to have a place first. So okay. you have to have a physical building before you even get started. For a and delivery service? Yes. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So you have to sign a lease and everything and, like, lock it down before mm-hmm. you even get approved. So okay. you're assigned to a lease, you go to the city, and you talk to one person, and they're just like, wait, let me go talk to somebody else and see if they know. And it's just so much back and forth. Mm. And when we started, it was back in, um, right before 2020 hit. So right the before city, COVID. Yeah, nobody wants to work already. So mm. like COVID hit and nobody worked. Wow. And I was like, who do I talk to? Yeah. I'm emailing a bunch of people. Nobody could go into the office. And I was like, this is feels like it's taking longer than it should. Mm. Nobody was answering my emails. And when the city finally opened, that's when we, like, hit the ground running. And we're like, okay, I already put in my – I gave my work, like, a few months to know that I was leaving. Because mm. um, with the position, I was like, I'm going to be leaving in, like, three months. Yeah. But we weren't actually fully approved yet. So I was, like, trying to hustle. 
because now it's like, okay, in three months, I'm going to like not have a job. Yeah. And now we're going to go straight into the delivery service. Um, working with the state was a little handsy too because of the same issue, but we got that solved and figured it was kind of a faster tech like process with the state, but the city, it was just like, so slow. So slow. Yeah. It's like, have you ever watched that movie with like the slug at the DMV? Oh yeah. He that was, was like, what <sighs> it was. And I was like, oh my God, this is my life right now. Um, but when we finally opened, we were first off super excited, mm-hmm. but also super nervous. Uh, how things were going to go. like Yes. And because we were a delivery service, nobody knew about us, mm-hmm. but we were so naive thinking that we just put our names on weed maps and we're selling weed and flock to us you know and that definitely did not happen (laughs) i had she's like i gotta put out content i gotta make all this yeah i had one customer he did a scheduled order for like the next day Mm -hmm. and then we went to him that day (laughs) when it wasn't even scheduled he was we got there and he was like what are you doing here and i was like your order your order he's like it's tomorrow yeah, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, but we were so excited. Yeah. He's still like a customer, customer to this day. That's great. Yeah, he was like, I remember you guys from the first time you guys, like, delivered, and I was like, please don't call me again. <laughs> I was like, please No, stop. but that's good. Like, you have those long-standing customers, yes. too. You built relationships with them. It's like, okay, I'm going to stick with you. So that means you have great products and great service. I love it. Yeah, because, yeah. like, he, we we went through I feel like we were reborn and rebirthed so many times with the good life and only being two and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Like, there was so many times when we lost our Instagram page or, like, we would lose customers or we were trying to figure out how do we stand out and how do we become different. And I feel like our approach with, like, the customer service, like you were mentioning, that's one of our biggest things. Mm-hmm. As a smaller business, we don't have every single product that a customer is looking for. Mm-hmm. But the customer service is what makes us stand out. And I can tell you, like, each customer, I know exactly what strains they like or what type of product they like so that anytime I get a new product I'm reaching out to so-and-so and I'm like hey like I know you like this strain from last time here's something similar that you really liked so like try it out if you want whatever it is yeah you know I think that's what kept us really different yeah customer service will always get me is like and you getting to know your customers like you said you know what type of weeds they like know what type of strains they like so hey like making suggestions and they're like okay well thank you for letting me know like they appreciate that you know what I mean it's like shows that you actually care exactly so that's awesome so I want to talk about being a weed mom so a lot of times we get like backlash because we are the mom it's like it'll be okay if the dad smokes a little weed here and there or whatever like that but as a mother it's like it's kind of looked down upon I I feel like in the last couple of years it's like been a little bit more acceptable people are like more free with it but like certainly like a few years back it's like oh you're smoking weed like you're a mom it's like okay but I'm a human being first of all I'm a woman like I should be able to smoke weed if I want to as long as it's not endangering my child or anything like that you should be totally fine to smoke weed. And plus, I feel like it helps with the parenting stress. You know, as soon as that baby gets down for a nap or anything like that, or exactly. you light that up, take your edible, whatever you got to do, make a little drink or whatever, and relax yourself. Because, yes. I mean, especially if you're doing what you're supposed to do as a parent, as a mother, we deserve it. Yes. I feel like so. For sure. I feel like I'm more present mm-hmm. as when, when I'm smoking. Yeah, it sounds really bad. It's not like I'm smoking with my my child there. Yeah. I think people take that perception and like twist it. They're like, "You're so happy in the house. You're so 
kids. But it's always the moms that are just, like, drinking a bunch that usually come up to me and be like, yeah. oh, my God, you're such a bad mom. While but you have, like, drinking three wine. shots in your hand <laughs> that you just did back to back. Yeah, It's just, like, I feel when I'm smoking and the intake after, it's just I'm a little bit more present. Yeah, more focused, like, yes. more zoned in on your exactly. child, yeah. Well, especially, like, after a long day. Mm-hmm. Like, people come home and they crack open a beer or they pour a glass of wine, and that's completely fine mm-hmm. and more socially acceptable. For me, we go home and roll up a joint and go into the garage and, you know, yeah. like, hey, like, yeah. just be right there. Like, one of us takes turns and, oh my you know, God. we come I back and we're that. like, let's build your Lego set. Let's yeah. do it. Like, you know? I'm, like, super focused now because, like, you're all tired, stressed out from exactly. the day's work. I'm more work. focused than he is. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, let's put it together. He's, let's like, okay, go. mom, save some for me. And he's, like, please <laughs> stop playing with me. I'm done with Legos, yeah. actually. Yeah. But I think anybody that has a perception or a stigma, and that's what we're trying to do is, like, try and break the stigma mm-hmm. around cannabis. It's, like, first off, keep your opinions to yourself. I like please. to say that a lot. It's, like, you're not the ones taking care of my child. You're not paying for my bill. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging you for going home and drinking wine or, you know, cracking open a beer. Like, I'm not judging you for that. So, like, I would like for people not to judge other people for that. Exactly. And I it's 2024. Like, let us live. L- please, let me fine. live my life. Okay. Yeah. My child is well taken care of. Yes. He is let fed. He is bathed. He yeah. is doing fine. And let's just go with it. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. Because, like, it's always the wine and, like you said, beer. Everything is yes. more, like, social, socially acceptable, but not the weed. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's been so many weed. Um, The laws and stuff have changed Um, on the views of marijuana. So it's like, I mean, why not, you know? And they can't even, like, I think they can't ask you for a drug test, a anymore. Drug test anymore at, no. at workplace, right? Yep. I'm talking to Bree. She's behind the camera, y'all. Probably <laughs> <laughs> get her like, what? Yeah, so they can't ask you anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Law. Like heavy labor. Yep. Or like, like police and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, you're free range. You're good. Exactly. So let's go. <laughs> this is 2024. Shout out to all the women. Yes. Shout out to the Canada moms. The Canada yes. dads. Don't forget the dads. The Canada dads. Let's go. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> I like that. You know what? You need to make something with that. Like yeah, a I need shirt. a trademark it or something. Yeah, yes. you need to do that. Um, let's get into the 420 event, man. I've been waiting to talk about this. We've talked about this off camera, on the phone. I'm super excited for the event. I am I think I'm really super excited. The main one in here right now. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait. Like, we've never had this in the 209. I'm stressing. I'm, like, sweating. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, she's excited. Okay, let's plan some more. Let's go. More. Like, okay, so we've never, y'all, we've never had a 420 event that I can recall um, in the 209 anywhere. So everybody always goes to Hippie Hill because it's the closest or people are going to down to L.A., things like that. But we are actually about to have our first 420 event via Monica and the Good Leaf. Let's talk about it. What is going on? Like what made you think about this event? Like besides us not having um, an event here previously, it's like 
How did this come about? Like, let's talk about it. Well, it's actually Joseph. He was the one that pushed me. I was scared. <laughs> I was extremely afraid to jump into something. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, oh my God, you know, that'd be really cool if we had an event. That would be so dope. Yeah. How are we going to do it? Yeah. You know, like, what are, like, let's just try and, like, figure it out. And we went to so many different parties, like, underground stuff. And we're like, okay, this is cool. But not the normal everyday person can go. Mm. You know, I feel like for us, when we open a delivery service, right? If you saw me on the streets, you would never know that I s- sold weed or even smoked weed, right? Yeah. But I want people to feel comfortable coming to something like this. I feel like a lot of 420 events, they people have a perception of what is going to be happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been planning this for two and a half years. Wow. So we've been trying to work with the city, trying to figure out how can we bring something like that here. But when we first started, it was so like not constructed right mm-hmm. we just wanted to put on a weed event and but we had no plan no dream for it we just knew we wanted to put on a weed event yeah so me and joseph were talking a little bit more it was like what do we feel like is missing here what happens here a lot and we are really a part of like a lot of small businesses and a lot of artists and we were starting to think like what is the central valley it's all about art yeah there are so many talented people in the Central Valley that get so underlooked mm-hmm. and passed over, and nobody ever seems to take a second to look at what is happening in the Central Valley and the amazing people here. So we're like, why not? Why let's not? do it ourselves. Yeah. Like, if nobody is trying to do it, let's try and do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw the vision, like, except for the group of people that we have on our team. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about my team a little bit because they're all super special in such their own little ways. Mm-hmm. But when we thought of the idea, we're like, "What is this event?" Not even thinking about the the name, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, "What are we gonna be doing there?" Yeah, you know, like art, art. And I was like, "It's like, like Burning Man, you know, like burning the flowers." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Burning, burning flowers." <laughs> He's literally walking around, and he was like, yeah, we're going to be like, it's like art. We're talking about art, 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 the art of food, the art of, like, photography, the Mm -hmm. art in music, and the art of cannabis. Like, what are we going to be doing there? And he's like, you know, just burning flowers. Yeah. And we're like. And then it was that simple right there. I was like, yes. And that is the name of the event. Yes, Burning Burning Flowers. Flowers. I love it. And since we launched it, the amount of people that have been so behind it and so excited about it i'm like we've been holding this in for months and years now that now that it's finally opened up we mm-hmm. were so nervous i thought i was gonna die i was like i'm gonna throw up <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> and when people started seeing they're like oh. like what is this like yeah, they're like yeah. finally mm-hmm. Oh, people are actually excited about it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Girl, cool. this is a huge event. Like, this is going to be so huge. I can just see it now. Feel I it. feel it. Yes. I feel it. Like you said, you can feel it in the atmosphere. Like, it's going to be a huge event for you guys. So I'm like, I'm so super excited. And everybody else is excited because, like I said, we've never had this before. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, yes. we have our first very own 420 event Even that we can brands. go to. Even yes. the brands that we're talking to, the cannabis brands, they're like, nothing ever happens in the Valley. But the mm-hmm. Valley loves Weed. Yes. And I was like, yes, they <laughs> do love weed. She's like, every time 
we go to any dispensary and do like they call it ghost demos where they have like the tables out so people can try it out mm-hmm. they're like anytime i go to the valley i never leave with anything because they'll they'll try anything yeah and i was like make the valley sound crazy but yes you're right <laughs> i was like the valley loves weed so why doesn't anything happen in the valley mm-hmm. around exactly. that particular thing yeah so they're just like i don't know and i'm like well now we're putting it on mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of people who are very excited about it and a lot of people who are like when is this happening what is happening so the excitement around it is making us even more excited mm-hmm. so i can't wait to show you guys how does it feel flowers. like I, kn- I know you're excited it's just like seeing everybody else's excitement, it's like, wow, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you know? Like, this was given to me, this this vision was given to me for a purpose, you know, for me to carry it out and for you to, like, carry the torch. I feel, first off, a lot of pressure. Mm. But I love pressure. You know, pressure turns into a diamond. Yeah. But I feel so excited. I feel also very blessed. I'm glad that Joseph pushed me to, like, go for it. Like, yes. Let's go. Like, let's actually do it. Yeah. Like, why talk about it? I'm like, I don't know. Just just go ahead and so do it. So we just do it. And it's like, that's how I put everything for everybody. It's just like, you have a vision, just mm. do it. You don't have to know anything about it. Just do a little bit of research and do it. Yeah. Like, stop talking about it. Just actually do it. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And here we are. Yes. We're talking about it. And you're doing it. We're doing it. it. <laughs> you're We're doing doing it. it. Yes. I'm so excited for that. So, I mean... Can we talk in a little detail, or is everything still under wraps? Yes, or we can talk a little bit of details. I won't say everything. Yeah, but, just a, you just know. a little bit. Give us a little snippet of what people can expect when they go to this event. So first off, with this, with this event, Aaron, when we- Central Valley 209, are you ready to feel the burn? Burning Flowers, in collaboration with The Good Leaf and others, is bringing the Valley's biggest cannabis event to Weber Point in Stockton on 420. Celebrate cannabis with wholesale pricing from your favorite brands. Satisfy your munchies with the best food in the 209 at Munchies Land. Dance the night away with live entertainment and DJ Kenzo. Live art from your favorite local artists. It's all going down April 20th at Weber Point. Get your tickets now at eventhigh.com. That's E V E N T H I.com. Search Burning Flowers. That's B U R N I N G Flowers. Early bird tickets have already sold out, but you still have a chance to get regular general admission tickets. Do not wait. See you all on 420. flowers we wanted to make this for the people by the people okay so we've made a lot of connections with local entrepreneurs who have been working their ass off in the valley but feel like they get under like what we were talking about undermined or you know kind of looked over so we are putting them on this pedestal of some sort Mm -hmm. giving them a platform to really showcase their work so Mm -hmm. for example we have munchie land where you're gonna get all your munchies satisfied. If you're like, if you're like <laughs> me, <laughs> if you're like me, when you smoke, you get the munchies, and I will grab anything. Yes, my favorite is like Oreos with milk. I will munch, <laughs> and I was like, of course we're gonna have a munchie land. Yeah, working with Fat Boy Grevin, Marco, and he is coordinating all of the food. He's coordinating all the food, the food content, the 
foodies will be there. Mm-hmm. All the best food things that you want that you can think of. Will yes. Be there. So we also are working with small businesses. So we're working with the Merge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of them. They do a lot of small businesses in the area. They really showcase a lot of local talent with um, artists. Um, they do crochet shoes, clothing. They do it all. And they're mm-hmm. women-owned. Okay. Which I love. I love that. I love Which that. a lot of times they're just like, do you ever, because working in the industry as a woman, mm-hmm. people kind of are like, whoa, you're a lady. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? I could do it too. Yeah. And yeah. they're, it's refreshing to hear that they also get the same thing mm-hmm. working in their industry and they're like when we talk to people we get this you're a lady yeah you know and i'm like okay like it's 2024 and people are still it's surprised that women are doing things that women are out here liberated and yeah, not home cooking things. you know i will do that later yeah but i'm gonna go and do this first exactly you know we have many different roles exactly and then in the cannabis industry in the cannabis area there's going to we're working with somebody who has been working in the industry. He does a lot of like different events, and he he's bringing on the energy. Um, his name is Kyle, and he actually works for a few different dispensaries. I don't feel like I want to say too much about that area, but he's a great person. He's super energetic, and he's going to be helping us bring a lot of cannabis to the event. Okay. Um, DJ Kenzo having live music nice. and his and I don't know if you guys know DJ Kenzo but his energy is literally so magnetic you no know, it's just like <laughs> no, just I feel like I have the energy just being around him mm-hmm. you know and he's helping us put on this music and he's headlining it we're working with Team Geo he's helping us with you know just putting this party together and I'm just excited for you guys yeah, it's I'm been excited. a long time in the making. Yeah. So. so you've been doing a lot of planning and two, you said two and a half years you've been yes. planning this and you're finally, you know, giving birth to your baby yes. that's been cooking. But so. it's also like backed by the city and the state. Yeah. So like the state. That's a major loves the accomplishment. Idea. Yes. And the yeah. city is just like, I'm down for it. I'm excited yeah. for it. Let's bring it on. And not only that, we're bringing wholesale pricing mm-hmm. for cannabis to the Valley on 420. So if you guys smoke weed and you're buying eights for like 40 bucks, Mm -hmm. you're going to get it there for like half off, $20, $22. So it's not like, not even a, like, what are we thinking about? (laughs) Like, let's just go. (laughs) So, yeah. Yes. Listen, you heard it here. Okay. You are going to want to come to this event. I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody from the 209 that is finally getting recognized and getting put on the map. Yes. I'm excited for Stockton. Like, we finally have some shit going on for us, you know? So this is this is a super exciting event, and yes. I'm happy to, to be a part of it. I cannot wait for this event, y'all. I'm excited, and I feel like everybody that's part of the team is super excited. I also forgot to mention we are also working with somebody who's working within the, ind- within the industry. They're also a small delivery service like us, too. They're called 1111, okay. and they are helping us put on this event as well. Okay. So I love that we're working with a small group of people, mm-hmm. like-minded, with big dreams, mm-hmm. and ready to put something on for the Valley. So I'm excited. Amazing, amazing. I'm, ex- I'm super excited. So I have one more question. Okay. How <coughs> important is following your dreams to you, what advice would you give to everyone out there that's contemplating or letting fear get in their way? They have this vision, but they're too afraid to go after it or too afraid to start planning. What would you say? Just do it. Mm. Just do it. It's, 
you're never going to be ready. It's like being a parent. Mm-hmm. You're never all the books you read, all the videos you read, you're never going to actually be ready. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned so much just being in the industry, mm-hmm. learning on the job. You're going to not know everything, and that's okay. But never put fear in front of your dreams. Mm. And as easy as it is to say, it's harder to do, obviously. No, but try. Try yes. and do it because you never want to live your life thinking like, what if? And that's what I never wanted to do is like what if we did go into the industry what if we you know never got into this or whatever it is I never want to live that what if I didn't do this thing if I did and I failed at least you tried exactly then I would have known you know but never not do something because you're afraid Mm -hmm. at least try and actually try I feel like with me particularly I would go into things and I would just be like it's not working so I'm not gonna do it yeah. But I never really actually put in that work mm-hmm. and actually tried, if that makes sense. No, that's You know, like, sense. just do it. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen, and you'll learn from it. And never be afraid to learn or take advice mm. from anybody. Mm. And I'm telling, like, saying anybody, child to, like, an elderly adult. Yeah. Like, always be open to listen. And always be open to learn mm-hmm. because you never know where you're going to take something away from. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. That was amazing advice. Um, tell us, you know, where we can find you on social media, your website. Um, I want to be able to put the links in the bio for everybody to find you and find your lead delivery service. So yes. let us know where to find you at. Goodleaf, shopthegoodleaf.com is where you can purchase. Instagram is shopthegoodleaf to and then burning flowers is burning flowers 209 okay all right listen i was so excited to have you on today it's been an amazing episode um i can't wait for this event i'm excited i'm promoting it like crazy we're gonna smoke we're gonna we're gonna have fun yes i can't wait to have fun and have the munchies like i'm excited for food too i'm like i'm a big foodie so find us Find us at Munchyland. Yes, yeah. well, I'm, I'm we gonna go be right anywhere. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't go. We yeah. won't be like <laughs> there all day. So thank you again for coming on. I enjoyed having you, you on as a guest. And make sure you guys like and subscribe. And make sure you check out Monica. Check out her weed delivery service. Go ahead and follow Burning Flowers. And I will see you on the next episode of Quantity Radio. Bye. Bye.